Hey friends, welcome into the Langford Life Podcast daily episodes. We're super pumped. We are on location still in Alabama. Hey, why don't you uh, roll that intro? Hey everybody, this is the Langford Life Podcast. This is a daily podcast about our lives. We're two people with a unique family, a unique love story, sharing our story with the world. Yes, we're here to help grievers overcome any obstacle to bring balance and to dare to dream bigger than ever before. And most importantly, believe that you can do anything. So join us every day as we laugh and talk (laughs) and discuss things going on and thoughts and ideas. Yes, because life is messy, friends. You got to laugh about it. Hey, friends, and welcome to our daily podcast, Langford Life. We're still on location out here, friends. I feel like a Weather Channel person. We're still on location out here in Alabama on Dauphin Island, loving it. And we're going to kind of hit some heavier subjects today, aren't we, Ronnie? We are. We're going to dive deep. We're going to deep diving. Deep diving. Like in the ocean, deep diving. I feel like if you were a weather person, your nickname would be Stormy Weather Bottom. (laughs) That's ridiculous. What's the visibility out there? Is it unlimited? Yes. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Well, it, mean, it literally means what it sounds. It's, your visibility is unlimited. Yeah, I we feel like see, it's unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. You can see as far as the eye can see. Yeah, I can see birds yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I can see houses on the shore way over there. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What's our deep dive subject today? Um, well, I think we're going to talk a little bit about um, the grieving process and losing, when you lose someone in your home, how that's different for extent their extended family or even their because immediate family is your spouse and your kids right yeah yeah. so extended family and kind of what that how that feels different of course only coming from being in the immediate so our perspectives from the immediate family yeah Yeah. Yeah. so what are your thoughts on um, the difference between a like let's say grieving sibling versus a grieving spouse well, I think there's two aspects of it. I've seen, you know, with the kids, they they kind of grieved a little um, at different rates, at different intervals, you know. Um, I saw, you know, like Nolan, for instance, seemed to grieve fairly quickly. You know, he um, he processed, you know, everything. Amy was a little little longer and almost was needing permission to grieve mm-hmm. because things were turned upside down. You know, for the whole family, and it seemed like she needed permission to be sad and to grieve a little bit. Um, and I think the biggest difference I saw was the between like the immediate family and the extended family. Mm-hmm. And you had said something the other day that stuck out with me. You said that spouses grieve at different rates mm-hmm. than close family, brothers, sisters, moms, dads, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think the grieving process uh, you and I both talked about is probably longer for siblings and mothers and fathers because they have lives. They have lives outside of mm-hmm. that daily life that mm-hmm. a spouse has. Right. You know, and so it, it's like um, they go on about their week. Mm-hmm. You know, things kind of seem normal. You kind of push it to the back of your mind, but then a holiday comes up or a significant date comes up, and it's like that, that wound gets opened up mm-hmm. uh, all over again and never gets time to heal, whereas when you're a, a spouse – Oh, you talk about this too. Um, but when your spouse, you know, that was someone was with you every single day, mm-hmm. you know, and so the loss is 
it's it's more imminent. It's more uh, tangible. Uh, it's more tangible, you know. And it's it's one of those things. Your day to day life has to change. Yeah. You don't have help with the kids. You don't have help uh, with you know paying the bills. You just I mean that stuff that's gone, mm-hmm. you know. And um, your you know your helper's gone, and you have to adjust. There's no choice, you know. And that's one thing that I've always admired about your story is that your back was against the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to come out swinging. You had no choice. Um, and, you know, had four small children. You know, the breadwinner had passed. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it was up to you. And so you had to grieve fast. Mm-hmm. You didn't really have a choice. And I think, well, you talk about it, but I think your grieving kind of was delayed a little bit, mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Whereas mine, I was in a different situation mm-hmm. where I had... You know, I was self-employed. I'd kind of wrapped up all the projects and things. I really didn't have anything going on, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what was going on. Now, um, now my spouse died of a uh, a prolonged illness, yeah. you know, and it was a longer, slow process where yours mm-hmm. didn't. But, um, and so I had kind of pared down and geared down things anyway, mm-hmm. you know, for care of the kids, you know, care of the house, things like that. Mm-hmm. Just t- trying to keep the daily task going. And, you know, uh, when she passed, it was... Uh, it was a time of my life where I just I just didn't have a lot going on, you know, and so there was opportunity for me to grieve. There was mm-hmm. like I had to get up in the morning and go punch a clock or make money or really worry about that. I was blessed that I had that. And so I had a very intense three to six months mm-hmm. of, of that, you know, where mm-hmm. we were able to talk and process. And I think that's where Nolan's, his grieving came in too because he, he sort of did that along with me, you yeah. know, um, whereas I think Emmy was – didn't allow herself to grieve because she thought she had to keep take care of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she took that burden of the, the, you know, that motherly presence in the home. I think she took that over. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think so. Um, but I, she just, for whatever reason, didn't allow herself to grieve. And I, I know as you have talked with Emmy and uh, that's, that's kind of come out, you know, that mm-hmm. she, she did feel that way a little bit. But uh, what was your, kind of what was your experience with four younger children? Um, well, I think my experience was, was different because, you know, your, your babies were older. Um, yeah. and so that it comes, that comes a whole other set of challenges because they're old enough to understand, um, all that kind of stuff. My kids were six and under and there was devastation, but it was a lot of, um, kind of, and I'm, and I was with them all the time. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, their day to day really didn't change too too much as far as like that I was home yeah. or that's how Relan that was. Relan was more like that with me. <clears throat> right. Younger. He was with me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His day to day didn't really change that much. Yeah. 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 And so for me it was it was kind of um more about really um I think as they grow and develop and hit new stages of understanding of what happened, that's been you know, the grief shows up there. And I mean there was definitely grieving in the kids for sure, but not not to the extent probably that you saw with your with your older two. Um, so for me, it was more of I had to kind of grin down and bear it and start moving, you know, and start um, really doing a lot of things. I had We had a full-fledged farm, um, all, all kinds of things. But I really feel like, you know, I have a different perspective too because my, my dad passed away when I was 18 months old. And so, of course, I don't remember him. But what I do know is that um, things I saw my mom do and that I always thought was kind of crazy or I was like, why, you know, why didn't you do it this way or that way? And you, I really started to realize like, okay, there is, um, you know, there's, 
validity to things that you do when you're grieving that other people don't necessarily understand. They can't understand because they've not walked that road. You make decisions um, that maybe people would differentiate on. You know, I was told, you know, wait a year before you make any decision. I think that's sound advice. Now, I didn't take it. Yeah. I, and it was the best thing I did yeah. was not take it because I need to get rid of that farm. I need to get off of there. Um, but, you know, and I also had a different process because my mom passed away months later. Mm-hmm. So that was going on too. And, our, you know, my mom's immediate family, so her kids, us, we were all focused on her, yeah. you know. And so that was that kind of digressed me from grieving my late husband um, until... You know, I moved to Canada and really kind of dove deep into it. And I think that's the biggest thing I would say is no matter who you are, no matter if you've lost a child who's an adult or you've, um, you know, lost a spouse, no matter what age you're at when you lose that spouse, is don't be afraid to look at it. Don't be afraid to look at the pain, look at it in the face, because as soon as it, it rides like a wave, it'll come and it hurts so bad. But then when you release it, it really does a lot of healing. You know, and I think we've seen that with our kids. We just really try our best as much as we can to hit things head on, you know, and just remind ourselves that talking it out, there's nothing scary about talking it out. There's nothing scary. There's no threat in talking about it, you know, and that's the biggest thing. But I do think that when you're in the immediate home of someone who's passed, it is a different beast. It's a different animal. It's brutal because your day-to-day has changed drastically and it's a presence that's consistently gone. Uh, And it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt for others, but it's just a different, I feel like you're able to grieve it quicker because it's so in your face. Mm -hmm. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You can't, you know, you can't outrun it. And so I think in that respect, in that regard, it's just a little different. And, you know, um, I just have so much respect and compassion for anybody who's lost anybody and is trying to walk that road out and walk it out the best they can. Um, you know, even sometimes even friends, when a friend passes, that's really hard, Mm -hmm. you know, um, watching my friends grieve the loss of their friend, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm sure you saw that too. It's just, that's overwhelming too. You know, you know that they're going through hard stuff as well, but, um, I think at the end of the day, we realize that we've walked out of this with a great respect for life, a great, healthy realization that life is short and we want to live it to our fullest and give our kids the, excuse me, fullest experience that life has to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one thing you said to me when we first met, you basically were like, you were just a big liver, you know, yeah. you live big, you don't care about the small things. And, and it's funny, I've, I've never been one to major on minor things, but I really got into that over the last year or so is, is this a minor issue? If it's a minor issue, why am I spending major time on it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much life to be lived at the end of the day. You're not going to look back and be like, Oh man, if only I was 20 pounds lighter, I would have just had a better life or, Oh man, if I just would have had 10,000 extra dollars a year, I would have had a better life. It's like, do those things now live the best life now be that person now. now. Yep. I just to echo what you said. I I was given that same advice. Don't do anything for a year, because my my instinct was to do all the things. All the things. Yeah. I wanted to sell the house. We were, we were homeschoolers, so I wanted to you know just take uproot the kids, mm-hmm. you know, go somewhere far away and just you know be gone. Yeah. And 
word got back to me from a, a widow who had a similar situation as me, mm-hmm. was kind of widowed as a, as a younger man, and that was his advice was don't do mm-hmm. any don't do anything, just be still. Mm-hmm. And against everything that I felt, I stayed, you know, and it was tough. It made me face because I wanted to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we both traveled a lot mm-hmm. in that first year. Yeah. Um, I know I did, yes. but um, it did make me stay and face face and grieve properly, you know, mm-hmm. and process everything. And, um, you know, you and I have talked about it. A lot of the grief isn't, we're both believers. Yes. We both believe that our, our spouses are in heaven right now with yes. Jesus. Yes. So that part of it, I feel like I grieved and got over fairly quickly, you know, mm-hmm. a couple months. And it's like, you know, hey, I'm a Christian. This is yeah. what I believe. I believe this. Right. I know. Where I'm happy. Going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good for that. I think what you and I both talked about that we grieved the most was the, the loss of the life. Yeah. You know. And your future. And your future. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just thankful that um, I can't even remember who, who the guy was. I never met him face to face. He just sent word to me, you know, through mm-hmm. a friend of a friend. And um, was like, you know, I'm so glad that I did take that year. Mm-hmm. And just stayed still. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have never met you. Aw. You know, yeah. if I would have picked yeah. up and done what I, my instincts told me, mm-hmm. I would, we would have missed. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I know you, we always say you don't miss the ship that was, was meant for you. But, mm-hmm. you know, it would have maybe delayed. Yeah. You know, and when the time was right, the time was right. Yeah. You know, and the grieving had been done and the process yeah. had moved on. You know? And I think that's the thing. That's, I think at the end of the day, you do what's best for you uh-huh. and you make the best decisions you know. Um, I'm a real big believer in following your intuition and actually practicing that skill set. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. You know, if you know you need to go, you need, you need to go. And um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's just some people's process. Yep. Some people's process is really long. Um, and some people's process is shorter. And it doesn't change the amount of love they had for that person. It doesn't change um, any, any mm-hmm. of that. I think it's just a reality of you know i often wonder I'm like did god really create us to grieve did yeah. he build us to be grievers did yeah. he build us to really understand grief process and i think the answer is no Me i think too. that that came with the fallen world and so if we were not created to grieve there's no way we know how uh, all i know and all i clung to was that yes you know pain may come at night but joy comes in the morning That's and right. i would cling to that and i feel like this is our joy in the morning yeah and um and you can create that. I had a lot of joyful times when I was when I was single there for a while, um, because I was convinced that life was short and I was alive. And life is for living, as you life always say. Life is for the living. Life is for the living. And so, um, I just feel like you know whatever your path is, my friend out there listening, that is your path. And you know if you have a friend who's grieving or lost, um, the best thing you can do is not judge where they're at and just listen and ask yeah. questions and. And care for them and not not judge where they're at, but support where they're at, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what's best for them. And encourage, mm-hmm. encourage always. But, you know, even talking about that, your your path that first year, you know, you couldn't stay on that farm. No. You couldn't take care of a farm. Oh, my gosh. You know? That would <laughs> and, be hilarious. Right. You know, you were telling me you were slopping hogs mm-hmm. and, you know, feeding chickens, chicken, killing chickens mm-hmm. and yeah. all this stuff, you know, it just, yeah. that wasn't the right path for you yes with four small kids under the age of yeah. six yeah. and a yeah. job and <laughs> you know so i mean yeah. it's just you got to work out your own your own path mm-hmm. i think you're exactly right i think we weren't made to grieve and also i'm going to add on to that that i think i'm a huge believer in network marketing and i want to just say that because that really pulled me through a lot of me to stay home with my kids work from home 
and earn a great six-figure income yeah. um, that has, you know, taken me this far and more. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're able to do a lot of things yeah. because, because of network marketing. Yeah. Because you were a singer. Mm-hmm. You, that's what yeah. you did. You knew yeah. how to sing, yeah. you know. And you make make cheese, right? Yeah. You know what you were doing? You had a cheese business, right? Yeah. Doing homemade cheese yeah. and teaching people how to make homemade cheese. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made any money. Yeah. <laughs> Some great so, cheese, though. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage you to consider that if you're wondering, you know, what can I do to change my circumstances? It's yeah. a great thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. I'm a huge believer. That's awesome. Well, hey, that's going to do it for us today. Um, you can find us. You can log on to our website at LangfordLifePodcast.com. Uh, you can also send us a, uh, a message or a question or a topic you might want us to talk about at LangfordLifePodcast at, Gmail, at gmail.com. Also, uh, we have our new Langford Life Podcast stickers uh, that you can display proudly. And if uh, we pick your comment or question for that week, we will get your information and send you one of those. Uh, also, we're on Facebook. Facebook, Alita Langford and Langford Life Podcast. And then we're on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. I think we're uh, at Langford Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember Instagram, what that one is. I think it's just Langford Life Podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, uh, and then be sure to check out on Sunday nights. Um, Alita does her Sunday night singing, and it's always a good time, always great. She is amazing, has an amazing voice, and it will uh, so it will do you some, hey, I'm just getting along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope everybody has a great week. Thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. See you Love tomorrow. you, baby. Love you, too.